When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Reacquisition due diligence. I would suggest a four-step process to plan and execute a strategy to perform pre-acquisition due diligence in the mergers and acquisition context. Number one, establish a point of contact. Here you need to determine one point of contact that you can liaise with throughout the process. Typically, that would be the target's chief compliance officer if the company is large enough to have such a full-time position. Two, collect relevant documents. Obtain a detailed list of sales going back three to five years, broken out by country, and if possible, Obtain a further breakdown by products and or services, all joint venture contracts, due diligence on joint ventures, and other third-party business partners. Travel and entertainment records of the acquisition company's top sales personnel in high-risk countries. Internal audit reports and other relevant documents. You do not need to investigate de minimis sales amounts, but focus your compliance due diligence inquiry on high sales volumes in high-risk countries. If the acquisition target company uses a sales model of third parties, obtain a complete list. It should be broken out by country and the amount of compensation paid. Review all underlying due diligence on the foreign business representatives, their contracts, and how they were managed after the contract was executed. Your focus should be on large commissions in high-risk countries. Three, review the compliance and ethics missions and goals. Here you need to review the code of conduct or other foundational documents a target has to gain some insight into what they publicly espouse. And four, Review the elements of, the, of an effective compliance program. These include CCO authority, oversight, operational structure of the compliance program, policies and procedures, communication, training, monitoring, and discipline. So what does all of this mean? One, look at CCO, oversight, operational structure of your compliance program. Here you should assess the role of the board, and if there is one, a compliance committee. Regarding the CCO, you need to look at reporting and access. Is an independent within the overall structure of the company. What are the resources dedicated to the compliance program, including a review of the personnel, budget, and overall resources? Review high-risk geographic areas where the company and the acquisition target company do business. If there is overlap, seek out your own sales and operational personnel for their opinions. Two, policies and procedures, code of conduct. You should identify the industry practices and legal standards that may exist for your target company. You'll need to review how the compliance policies and procedures were developed and determine the review cycles of any. You'll need to know how it's distributed and what the enforcement mechanisms are. Three, training and communications. Here you need to review compliance training process as it exists in the company, both formal and informal. 
You should ask questions such as, what are the plans and schedules for compliance training? Next, determine if the training material is fit for its intended purpose, both internal and external training for third parties. You should also evaluate the training delivery channels. For instance, was <laughs> delivered live, online, or through video. Finally, assess whether the company has updated their training materials based on changing law or changing business environment. Four, monitoring and auditing. You'll need to review both internal audit plans and methodology used regarding the compliance audits. A key point, is it consistent over time and what is the audit cadence? You should also try to determine whether the audit is truly independent or if there's manipulation by the business units. You'll need to review travel and entertainment records of the acquisition target company's top sales personnel in high-risk countries. Next, reports and reporting and investigations. What is the company's system for reporting violations of allegations or allegations of violations? Is the reporting system anonymous? From there, you need to turn to who does the investigations to determine how they were conducted. Key here is, as well as to keep in mind throughout the process, is the adequacy of the documentation, i.e. document document, by the time. Under investigations, you should determine whether management's response to the detected violations was. What is the remediation that has occurred and has the corrective action been taken to prevent future similar violations? Lastly, what are the disclosure procedures to let relevant regulatory or other authorities know about the violations? Six, third-party risk management. Here you need to evaluate the entire third-party risk management program to determine if the company uses the five-step process for its third-party program. Review files for completeness of each step and drill down into key agents or those in high-risk jurisdictions. Seven, incentives and discipline. You will need to determine if there was any discipline delivered up to and including termination. If remedial measures were put in place, how were they distributed throughout the country and a company and were they understood by the employees? Periodically evaluate the mergers and acquisitions review procedures, effectiveness against any legal proceedings, anti-corruption enforcement actions, opinion releases, or other informations. Obviously, there are multiple red flags which could be raised in this process, which may well warrant further investigation. They include if the target has an ineffective compliance program or if there are frequent breaches of policies and procedures. A target which is in financial difficulty would bear closer scrutiny. Structurally, if the company did not have a formal and ethics and compliance committee at the senior management or board level, this could present issues. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, number one, the results of your pre-acquisition due diligence will inform the post-acquisition integration. Two, periodically review your M&A due diligence protocol to see if there's been any updates from the Department of Justice or in any enforcement actions. And finally, always remember that if a red flag appears in pre-acquisition due diligence, it must be cleared. You cannot simply have something pop up and not clear it. This has caused great harm in numerous instances. The best example I can point you to is the red flags that came up in H acquisition of autonomy. They were there for everyone to see, but they were not followed up on by HP. The result, of course, was an $8 billion write down. So pre-acquisition due diligence is critical, both from the legal compliance and business perspective. Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox. I'd like to thank you again for joining me for this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program around business ventures. And I hope you will join me for our next episode tomorrow. This podcast series on 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program 
is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.